This is a Reconstructionist radio production with lrnteach.com. Please visit kyber.org to download or purchase this book. Beale Worship, Ancient and Modern, 2001. Stephen C. Perks, Kuiper Foundation, Taunton, England. Narrated by Nathan F. Conkey. Section 1. Introduction. When we read through the history of the kings of Judah in the first and second books of Kings, we frequently meet with a particular statement, a repeated form of words, that characterises a certain aspect of the rule of certain kings that are described as good kings. This particular formula, however, describes an aspect of their reigns that falls short of the general description of these kings as good kings who, quote, did right in the sight of the Lord, end quote. This formula runs something like the following. After giving the name of the king, his mother's name, and recounting that he did right in the sight of the Lord, we are told, quote, But the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places, end quote. For example, we read of Asa, quote, And in the twentieth year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, reigned Asa over Judah, and forty and one years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Macha, the daughter of Abishalom, and Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land, and removed all the idols that his father had made, and also Macha his mother. Even her he removed from being queen, because she had made an idol in a grove, and Asa destroyed her idol and burnt it in the book Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days. End quote. First Kings 15, 9-14 Likewise, we read of Jehoshaphat, quote, And Jehoshaphat the son of Asa began to reign over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was thirty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and five years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. And he walked in all the ways of Asa his father. He turned not aside from it, doing that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away, for the people offered and burnt incense yet in the high places. End quote. First Kings 22, 41 to 43. This same formula is met with in the description of the reign of Jehoash, Joash, who did what was right in the sight of the Lord while he was under the instruction of Jehoiada the priest. Quote, but the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. End quote. 2 Kings 12, 1-3 And again, in the description of the reigns of Amaziah, 2 Kings 14, 1-4, who did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. 2 Chronicles 25, 2 Azariah, Uzziah, 2 Kings 15, 1-4 And Jotham, 2 Kings 15, 32-35 And then we have Ahaz, who failed to do what was right in the sight of the Lord completely, following the kings of Israel, and making his son, quote, 
shall pass through the fire according to the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. End quote. 2 Kings 16.3 Ahaz was then followed by the reforming king Hezekiah who, we are told, not only, quote, did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David his father did, but also, quote, removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen spirit that Moses had made, end quote, because the people had started burning incense to it, 2 Kings 18, 1-5, and there follows a glowing report of his zeal for the Lord. What was happening here? Six kings of Judah who served the Lord, but failed to remove the high places, followed by a king who turned away from God completely. How can it be that kings who are described as doing what was right in the sight of the Lord could fail to condemn false worship and remove the high places at which this worship was practised? How could such kings condone, or at least turn a blind eye to rituals and sacrifices that were contrary to the true religion revealed to the people of Israel? The answer to this question is that there was at this time a form of syncretistic religion practised in Judah and Israel, a hybrid Yahweh Baal cult in which the people believed that by worshipping at the high places, by making these sacrifices and performing these cultic activities, they were correctly worshipping the true God of Israel. They were unaware that their worship was corrupt. They were practising a form of worship that was an abomination to the Lord, believing it to be worship that was acceptable to the God of Israel. They were involved in a very severe form of religious syncretism in which the ancient fertility cults of Canaan were being fused with the worship of Yahweh. Although the children of Israel had turned to the worship of the gods of the Canaanites not long after their conquest of Canaan in the time of the judges, the problem we meet with in First and Second Kings seems to have had its immediate origins in the apostasy of Solomon, First Kings 11, one following, who went after the Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, an abominable idol of the Ammonites, verse 5, and who also built a high place on the Mount of Olives outside Jerusalem for Chemosh, the detestable idol of the Moabites, and for Molech, an idol of the Ammonites, verse 7, which was not destroyed until the reign of Josiah, 2 Kings 22, 13 following. Ashtoreth, the leading female deity of the Canaanites, was a goddess of fertility and death-stroke war associated with Baal, Judges 2, 13, 3, 7, 6, 28, the main male deity of the Canaanites. Though the plural term, Baalim, was a general term for false gods. Chemosh was the god of the Moabites, Numbers 21, 29, Judges 11, 24, whose rite probably included human sacrifice, 2 Kings 2.27. The high places were the sites of the pagan religious rites of the Canaanites. They were built on hills near green trees and consisted of altars on raised platforms for sacrifices, incense, etc., either in the open air or inside buildings. After Solomon's death, his son Rehoboam reigned in Judah and Jeroboam reigned over Israel. Both were bad kings. Jeroboam set up idols, golden calves, in Bethel and Dan in an attempt to replace the temple in Jerusalem with more local centres of worship for the ten tribes. 
1 Kings 12, 28 and 29. But under Rehoboam, the people of Judah also turned away from God and followed the path set by Solomon in his idolatry. Quote, And Rehoboam the son of Solomon reigned in Judah, and Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins which they had committed, above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill and under every green tree, and there were also Sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. End quote. First Kings fourteen twenty one to twenty four. The example set by Solomon became well entrenched in Judah during the reign of his son Rehoboam. The result was that the religion of Yahweh became confused, or rather fused, with the religion of the Canaanites' practice at the high places. And this syncretistic religion became dominant to such an extent that even when later kings turned to Yahweh and sought to serve him faithfully, they were unable to recognize that the worship at the high places was a corruption. Or at least, if they did understand this, it had got such a hold on the people that they were unable to extirpate it from the land. The term Baal means owner or lord. In a climate created by Solomon's apostasy and that of his son Rehoboam, it seems that the people fell back again into identifying Yahweh, their God, as their Baal, and confused his worship with the worship of the Canaanite Baals, as they had done in the time of the judges. A clear distinction between Yahweh and Baal was unlikely to have been understood in the climate of the folk religion that dominated their lives. The worship of Baal was the worship of Yahweh, and vice versa for these people. A syncretistic form of religion had become dominant. The prophets rebuked the people for this idolatry. For example, Hosea, after denouncing the people for their idolatry with the Baals, proclaims the salvation of the Lord and says, quote, And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi, that is, my husband, and shalt call me no more Bailey, that is, my Lord. For I will take away the names of the Balaam from out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. End quote. Hosea 2, 16 and 17. Nevertheless, despite the warnings of the prophets, the children of Israel persisted in these syncretistic religious practices, and it was because of these practices that God gave them up to be taken captive by their enemies. In the late 8th century BC, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel were taken captive to Assyria, and their land was resettled by foreign peoples, 2 Kings 17, 9-24. Eventually, in the early 6th century BC, the people of Judah were taken captive by the Chaldeans and exiled in Babylonia, as the prophet Jeremiah had warned, Jeremiah 32, 26-44, especially verses 29 and 30, 35. The city of Jerusalem and the temple were finally destroyed in circa 586 BC by the army of Nebuchadnezzar. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. 
We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.